Welcome to another episode of Walk to Life. Today, unfortunately, Kieran won't be joining us due to her being unwell. So if any of you guys know her, please do feel free to drop her a message. So first of all, just want to say Happy New Year to all our listeners and followers on Instagram as well. In the spirit of New Year, I think it's best that we did an episode on habits, seen as everyone's probably set New Year's resolutions or has something in mind that they want to implement into their life. So when you look at New Year's resolutions, it's something that we normally want to implement into our life as a habit, something that becomes regular. So what is a habit? A habit is something that becomes a routine that we do repeatedly, so much so that it becomes automatic, that we don't even need to think about it consciously. Now, a habit is a great force, but our habits come from our thoughts, which then create the words or actions, and that creates the habit. And then as a result, the habit then drives our destiny, our life. And our life is actually a reflection of our habits, and our habit creates our character. If you look at your character right now, it's a bundle of habits. What you do currently on a day-to-day basis, 5% of that and only 5% of that is what you do consciously. Because the subconscious mind determines 95% of everything else that you do automatically. To get a bit more context on the conscious and subconscious mind, it's best if you listen to our episode on the mind, which actually explains thoroughly the workings of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. A great quote by Confucius in regards to the character being a bundle of habits is that men's natures are alike. It is their habits that separate them. So you see it's our habits that determines who we are. And I love this quote by Aristotle because I think this really sums up how we can actually be successful in life. And his quote is, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but a habit. So in this episode, we'll be discussing habits, how to acquire the right habits and what to do with the bad habits, because your habits determines your life. So you can't really discuss habits without discussing ethics because your character is as a result of your ethics, the moral principles that then drives the habits, the actions and how you conduct yourself. So what are your ethics? What are your moral principles that you live by? Because this is then what drives your habits. And it's so important to have a practice of ethics. Ethics has been broken down into two. So pre-1920, there was a lot of emphasis on character ethics. So the development of character ethics, this is what successful people practice. This is the secret to success in the long term, but it requires a lot of work. It requires consistency. And these are the ones who work diligently and acquire the right skills due to the continuous practice. It is essentially the foundation of success and character ethics are basically integrity, humility, courage, justice, patience, simplicity, modesty and the golden rule. But from 1920 onwards, there was a massive shift to personality ethics. These are the get rich fast schemes. These are about creating that public image of yourself creating that image of richness as opposed to the richness that is already within you that you can cultivate by the practice of character ethics. So the richness that we create 
through the practice of, for example, integrity, courage, is something that gives us a lifetime's worth of richness. Whereas personality ethics is based on how you're perceived, your attitude, your personality, and how that can be molded into something that appears to be successful. As a result, a lot of people stumble and fail because you will probably hear people who are very, very rich, money-wise, possession-wise, but they suffer from depression, they suffer from mental illness. It's because personality ethics doesn't actually allow you to understand yourself. It doesn't allow you to master your mind. Whereas the character ethic, it builds a strong resilience within yourself. It allows you to master your mind. The results of that are much more fruitful. The results of that are long-term and allows you to inspire others. So according to character ethic, it is most important to focus on integrating the principles of effective living into one's character. So it's a long-term process, but it's something that then allows you to pass on to others, allows you then to cultivate healthy habits, whereas the personal ethics is basically you chasing something continuously because you're not satisfied with something in here and you're trying to create this illusion, an image of yourself being successful. And this is why the practice of yoga depends on right character first. There are 10 principles in the yoga practice, the ethics, that you need to cultivate to implement the yogic lifestyle. And that's something I'll cover separately. But it's very important to integrate strong ethical practice in your life because then that drives strong, good habits, which then determines your life and what you can go out and achieve. Now, as I already mentioned, 5% of what you do is consciously done. So it's very important to cultivate good habits because these seep into your subconscious mind. And when you cultivate good habits, it creates a purer subconscious mind. So some of the stuff that we do in our life that are very destructive to our nature, to our well-being, comes from the fact that in our subconscious mind, we've already accepted that we're not worthy, that we're not good people. And this comes from our bad habits. The mind likes routine and it loves to repeat a thought or act again and again and that's how you get it ingrained in the subconscious mind. However, our current thought patterns have become habits in themselves as well and one of those is negativity. And negativity being a habit isn't great for our well-being. That means no matter what we're perceiving, no matter whatever's happening, we're always perceiving it with negativity. And that in itself is the worst habit that we can acquire in our life. Because where there's negativity, there's never going to be growth. Now, when it comes to implementing a new habit, this requires a strong willpower. And we don't ever really think about willpower and what that means in our day-to-day -day life because we normally live such fast-paced lives that we want decisions automated to save us time. Willpower is simply the ability to control yourself. It is strong determination that allows you to do something difficult. And the will determines how strong your habit will become. So your willpower is everything, but becomes limited by the end of the day when you're mentally tired because the more decisions you make in the day, the weaker your willpower gets by the end of the day. And that's why when you look at some successful personalities like Steve Jobs and Mark Zuckerberg, why do they wear the same outfits? 
because they know that the willpower is the strongest in the mornings. When you're getting ready in the morning and you're thinking about what to wear and you're thinking so much about it, you're losing that will. You're losing the willpower. You're exercising that part of your brain. Therefore, start the day with set intentions and decisions made. Do not waste time deciding what to wear, what you're going to do. And it's proven the more indecisive you are, the weaker your willpower is. So at the beginning, with a new habit, it will be difficult. But the more you use and exercise your willpower, and the more it becomes automatic, it then becomes ingrained in the subconscious that you don't actually need willpower anymore. And they say scientifically that it takes 66 days on average to form a habit. Now that isn't something that should discourage you. That's just an average. For some, it might be quicker because it is based on your environment, it is based on your upbringing, what type of person you are. But just remember this, 52 weeks in a year. So a year isn't actually that long. So we need to use our time wisely. The interesting thing about the brain and the area that governs the willpower is called the prefrontal cortex. Now the prefrontal cortex needs to be exercised like a muscle. And that's the good thing about the brain. It all comes down to neuroplasticity, which has been proven by psychology, that you can exercise your brain. And the more you exercise the prefrontal cortex, the greater your capacity when it comes to willpower. And this can increase by doing stuff like yoga. Yoga is known to increase the capacity of willpower, such as meditation, breath work, directly affects the prefrontal cortex, this then completely shifts the way your brain works. It completely shifts the way your central nervous system works. You are able to manage stress effectively. And as a result, you have a stronger willpower. Now I want to discuss bad habits because a lot of people get really discouraged making New Year's resolutions or reflect on their life when they perceive their bad habits. Now, I would say don't dwell on your bad habits. Create positive habits and don't focus too much on those bad habits. So if you're focusing on, say, breaking the habit of smoking, so it's harder for you to tackle that bad habit directly, whereas you can actually cultivate a good habit, for example, going to the gym, changing your diet, which then makes you more conscious about your health, and then as a result makes you want to stop smoking and allows you to break that bad habit. So you remember, for every weakness, there's a strength. So don't look at your weaknesses as something that's a flaw, but it's something that can be changed. Do not fight the bad habits, and do not be judgmental and hard on yourself, because it doesn't allow us then to cultivate good habits at all. Because again, remember what I said before, we start to think that we're unworthy. And bad habits reflect a weakness, but like I said, a weakness can be turned into a strength. It's like you going to the gym and training a weak muscle. It then becomes stronger and stronger. Same way, a weakness in itself, a bad habit, if you cultivate a positive, good habit, you can then step away from that bad habit that just kind of falls off. It just drops off automatically. Nurture the good habits within yourself, whatever they may be, and let them grow and control your character. So when you start cultivating new good habits, the bad habits start to drop because your character changes. Do not think the bad habits are a part of you, but rather something that needs to be released from you. 
become aware of your thoughts for they decide your words and actions and then these become your habits so remember these thoughts that are negative that you feel unworthy reflecting on things you've done in your life actually make it difficult for you to proceed and grow be gone with the past let go of it it doesn't serve us there's nothing we can do to change it we've all done it in our lives i've had bad habits and people who are worthy out there who are successful saints gurus teachers weren't just born with good habits and stayed that way they had to go through a process of unlearning bad habits due to our environment this happens to all of us if you set a good habit just even one single good habit it gives the domino effect and what that means is it allows you to create more good habits and these actually then knock off the bad habits and I want to repeat a quote by Darren Hardy who's a well-known success mentor and he said small smart choices plus consistency plus time equals radical difference so it's not now I will create or cultivate a big good habit no but it's that you will work and cultivate something small into something bigger so start with a small habit a lot of us set new year's resolutions and I'll go into that later on why they fail but one is in that we set a long list of targets and goals which aren't realistic we ask a lot and demand a lot of ourselves and as a result fail start from small good habits and then you'll notice that they kind of give off a domino effect allowing you to set more good habits which then knock off the bad ones. So how and why do we fail at our new year's resolutions or any habits? One of the key points is that we've played our current character for such a long time. And as I mentioned, our character is a bundle of habits is that we're afraid of walking away from this character. We're afraid of transformation. And it's like going into the unknown. And as a result, we do it for a while we realize something's changing in us and one thing that i've noticed is that we do not like change and we just let that new year's resolution that goal that habit drop off but we need to understand that we need to transform we can't keep playing the same character we're playing because in order to succeed and grow it means developing our character that's what personal development's about patience so we live in the age of instant gratification you know with these apps for everything on our phone and now we've forgotten that to see results takes time and regular practice so if one of your new year's resolutions to go to the gym and lose weight or get bigger you need to understand that this takes time it's not that you'll see quick results and that's what I'm saying we need to get out of our mindset that something's going to come to us quickly and realize that we need to work hard and it's going to take time but enjoy the journey because it's not about the destination it's all about the journey because we look at other successful people in the tv news or we read articles or books about someone and we think i just want to get to the end i just want to be where they are now i want to have as much money as they do but we forget about the journey we forget about their struggle and that's what we all must have to go through and appreciate while we're going through that. We tend to lose focus. We lose focus of why we've set this particular goal and new year's resolution 
and what's going to come out of it. There's no real drive or motivation. So we need to understand why we're setting these goals and New Year's resolutions, why we're setting these new habits. There needs to be a because. So if you say, I want to be healthier, that's too vague. You need to actually say why you want to be healthier. You need to have this discussion with yourself and understand why you're setting out on setting these New Year's resolutions. What are they going to fulfill? And then there's no accountability. Normally, when it comes to changing our habits, we keep it a secret as well as a New Year's resolution so that if we fail, there's no accountability. But I'd say if you have New Year's resolutions, tell people that you love and trust just so you know that you won't fall off and that they can help you and encourage you as well. And the other reason why we fail going back to when we look at other successful people is the habit of comparison in itself. A lot of us are using social media right now and saying, oh, it's technology, it's brought us closer, we can communicate, but we're not even using social media to communicate anymore. We're using it more for comparison. And this comparison is the biggest detriment to our happiness. So how do you succeed at your New Year's resolutions? How do you succeed at any habit? Well, it comes from, number one, from a place of kindness and self-compassion. Don't think that if you set a habit or a goal, it's going to happen instantly. It's going to take time. Yes, there might be times where you end up picking up a cigarette and smoking again. There might be a time where you drink again. But it doesn't mean that you're a bad person. You failed. It means that you did at that time. And now you just need to carry on with the practice. We all slip and trip up. There might be days that you don't do your yoga practice or meditation practice. It doesn't mean just give it up entirely. Self-reflection is so important. We need to start having this dialogue with ourselves, reflecting on who we are. If you look at all great minds and thinkers, successful people, all of them self-reflect. Now I know we all have credit and debit cards, but no one actually looks at the person behind Visa. D. Ward Hawk, who was the founder and former CEO, even stated that one of the reasons he's been successful in his life is due to self-reflection. And this is why I will say keep a journal, get a diary. It is so important for you to use this morning, day, night to get to know yourself, to understand yourself better, the actions, your thoughts that you're having, then to create a better character, one of strong ethics, to then develop strong, good habits. And this goes hand in hand with a practice of mindfulness. You know, taking yourself off autopilot. You know, normally when we're awake, we're having a shower, we're brushing our teeth, even when we're tying our shoelaces, this is all done from a state of autopilot. You're not really aware, you're not even there. But the more aware you become in your present moment, the more you become aware of the actions, the emotions, you can trace this back to your thoughts. And then you can change those thoughts. Remember, you brushing your teeth, you having a shower, you're not at work yet. This is your time. So be there, be there in the present moment because no one's going to come up to you and say, you haven't done this work or you have this to complete. That is your time to be the most present and free up some time. You know, it's so important to create time for yourself. We live fast-paced lives, but most of that is actually our own fault because we don't allow there to be time for ourselves. Imagine what would happen if just for a month you cancelled your Netflix, 
your prime got off social media, how much time that would spare up for you. Just think about that. All that time for yourself. I've mentioned this quite a few times before, but it's the most important relationship you can cultivate, the one with yourself. And that means giving yourself time. That means sitting with yourself. Yes, it can be terrifying facing yourself. But if we don't do this now, it's going to be difficult to do it later. And also take a habit bit by bit. You know, don't go practicing 10 different habits all at the same time. You need to work on cultivating one habit at a time. And that way you'll be more successful. Don't pile on so many different habits. Because it's difficult. Like I said, you're exercising a lot of your willpower. And that's already a limited resource in a day. And it's really important to motivate and encourage yourself. And that comes down to self-reflection, the conversations you have with yourself. You know, others can motivate and encourage you. But if you don't get in the habit of motivating yourself and encouraging you yourself, then it gets more and more difficult. Develop a morning and evening routine. You know, even if it's three minutes, five minutes, six minutes to yourself. But when you wake up, don't already start from a position of autopilot where you're running, rushing to get ready. But give yourself at least five minutes to breathe, to be with yourself, to reflect on the day ahead of you. And at the same time at night, before you go to sleep, put your phone away. So many people use their mobile phones before going to sleep and it is directly linked to sleeping problems. The light itself from the device prevents you from getting better rest. You know, put your phone away and sit with yourself, journal, write, reflect on your day, what you did, how you can improve from it. And with the morning and night time, the other thing I would say to really implement is a practice of gratitude. You know, what are you grateful for today? What did you experience today that was amazing? When you wake up, what are you grateful for at the beginning of the day? And at night, what did you experience that was beautiful or that you really appreciate? And it could be something so minute, but it starts to shift your thinking, your thought process from the negative thinking to the positive thinking. So in terms of practice, I'd say currently review all your current habits. Even the ones that have become so unconscious that we're not aware of it. Now, if you were to sit down and look at it on a weekly basis, or even as simple as a daily basis, write down your good and bad habits. And by good, I mean good for the type of person you wish to be, or whatever it is that you want to succeed at or achieve in life. And bad as in the things that are blocking you from understanding yourself, blocking you from having more time preventing you from implementing the character that will allow you to succeed. And you'll realize there's a lot of habits that we've become very unconscious about that need to change, that need to shift. Like I mentioned with this practice, make sure that there's self-compassion because it takes time to drop these habits, the bad ones, and also to cultivate the good habits and loosen the expectations there's not that much time in a year, don't think that everything's going to come together all together. It takes time. Rome wasn't built in a day. Everything's done brick by brick, and that's what we need to start appreciating, that there aren't no instant fixes. Learn to adjust the habits and goals you've set, like the resolutions. Remember, you might have set them 
and going, this is the way I'm going to do it. But it's like a science project. Experiment with it and then adjust it because it might not be as realistic as you thought it was. Something might need to change. Perseverance. We need to build perseverance. We need to keep, as I mentioned last time, fail forward. If you have a bad day, you can't stick to your plan, you can't cultivate that good habit, then we wake up next day and we try again. You know, every day is a new opportunity. Encourage yourself, as already mentioned. Don't take too much and overcommit. Focus on the real important ones. And as I mentioned, understand why you're taking on these New Year's resolutions, these goals that you want to then form into habits. Really try to understand why you're doing this. You know, just writing down, I'm going to be a good person isn't enough. You need to understand why you've written that down, where that's come from, what you mean by that. And just simple stuff like we already know, exercising has such an amazing effect on our body and our mind. Changing our diet has such a great impact on our body and mind. But also reviewing your mental diet, what you're consuming through your eyes, your ears. You know, these also determine your character. These also determine who you then become. So that's all from me. Um, If you have any questions or anything that you want to reach out to me about just to understand habits more, then yes, definitely don't hesitate to do so. Don't be hard on yourself. And I wish you the best year. And remember, you can achieve anything. Thanks for listening to Walk to Life.